Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and we've got a guest in here. Uh, I guess it's a guest, but he's a TV 10 baseball color analyst, Trip Tobin here. We've uh, got some stuff to break down. It is about 23 minutes from now, I believe, at 12.30 p.m. The votes for the region section are due in baseball. Uh, we had a game last night for you, Martinsburg beating Berkeley Springs 13-3 in, a, in six innings. Six innings? Yep, six innings. You were there. I know. I was just trying to make sure because it wasn't five innings. It was six innings on a Hudson Clement walk-off triple that cleared the bases. Colin, you had the call for that. What was your take on the beginning of that game where Martinsburg gave up a few runs early but was able their offense was able to come back? Yeah, Berkeley Springs uh, was the aggressor there early, up 3 nothing, and it seemed like the bats were just struggling a little bit there for uh, Martinsburg at first, off to a slow start, and we were curious to see if it was kind of going to be like how we saw Martinsburg there in the uh, – Musselman game, but then they turned things around, got a little rally going, and was able to just absolutely dominate the uh, rest of the night, finishing with 16 total hits and getting the uh, 10 run mercy rule win. And Trip, you were obviously on the call as well. Big night for uh, some hitters for Martinsburg. Jordan Camby, three for four, three RBIs. Hudson Clement, three for five, three RBIs. And Isaiah Morris, three for four, two RBIs. So a big, big night for those players. But uh, they've really been hot at the plate lately. Yeah, Martinsburg's uh, offense really you know, been cranking it up. They did hit a, a buzzsaw in Dylan Stevens there that Friday night. But prior to that, they've been putting up double-digit hits. And uh, I think Martinsburg's, you know, M.O. certainly is to get runners on base and get them over hit and run, you know, move runners. Some runners have the green light. Uh, not rarely in, in high school do you have that kind of uh, confidence in, in runners that you can give them the green light once they get a, uh, a good jump. So they create problems for teams on the bases once they get on base, uh, unless you're like Dylan Stevens and you keep them off the bases completely, which is a rarity. Uh, they are going to get guys on and get guys around and, and force you to make plays and they're going to cause your defense to to make hurry up plays. And and Martinsburg uh, is now improves to nineteen and seven. They're back in action tomorrow against Musselman. Uh, Musselman beat Spring Mills ten nothing in five innings. They're now sixteen and eight on the season. Baden Hartman, Jacob Miller combined six for eight, four RBIs. Uh, so Musselman obviously had that big game against Martinsburg on Friday, and it seems like they're getting better here as the season winds down. They are, and I think uh, you know that win definitely shakes up. I think how we're talking about uh, the playoffs and the sectionals, and how you would rank those teams. And obviously, that's a big debate now because, like you said, the voting is today, but there's still some games to be played after today, which adds the kind of uh, the controversy on whether or not that should be how it is. And obviously, I think most people would agree that it should take place when the regular season comes to a close and now we're in this situation where there's still significant games to be played and they're no longer significant yeah definitely and uh they're back in action tonight against hampshire a regional opponent uh that would be calculated in these regional rankings that move down to sections jefferson beat washington 14 to 1 cougars are now 25 and 3 they're back in action tonight against spring mills we'll have that game for you uh, 5.40 pregame, 6 p.m. first pitch. Washington now 10-9 and nine on the season. They're at Hedgesville tonight. That is now seven straight losses for the Patriots going back to Mingo Bay. Uh, it seemed like right before Mingo Bay, they were kind of hitting their stride there, beat Martinsburg and beat Jefferson. And then the second game against Jefferson, they had, uh, you know, these last two games against Jefferson and Martinsburg, they fell both times. Obviously not the right time to be sliding a little bit. 
Uh, certainly not. I mean, you don't want to be slatting at this moment or your season will be over in two games, especially in that section. Look for them to, you know, certainly come in two in that section behind Jefferson, who's more than, you know, has really wrapped that up. I mean, at one point in time, you know, Washington early in the season, first eight, nine, ten games looked like they were the team to beat in the area. And even though Jefferson was uh, outranking them on the Metro News rankings, it still looked like Washington early in the season were the team to beat. And to hit this, I just can't believe them. We even said the words, you know, seven straight losses. They made a, you know, they made it to the semifinals in Mingo Bay in in the A bracket. Yeah. So they're capable of of doing really good things. Uh, they need to find their stride. They need to find some team unity. You know, the, their rotation. Um, I'm just not sure exactly what's going on there because the talent is certainly there. It definitely is. And, I mean, when they've played the teams, like when they beat Jefferson, that talent was on display. I mean, they won 2-1, to one, obviously, but they had good pitching, they had good timely hitting, enough to get them the victory in that game, as well as the Martinsburg first game against Martinsburg. It just seems like maybe they were hitting on all strides then. They went to Mingo Bay and – Something came. Something happened down there. It appears, but uh, yeah, it's definitely strange what's going on with Washington. I was starting last week after that Mingo Bay Classic, speaking highly of them, saying that they were uh, underrated there in the top ten, and that I thought that they had the uh, best pitching rotation in the state. And I still think that they can get to that, but right now I, I don't know what's going on for the Patriots dropping seven straight and uh, facing disaster right now and as Tripp said you don't want that otherwise two games you're done they've got Hedgesville tonight Riley Bubb back in the lineup as you mentioned yesterday uh, so that means Hedgesville might be getting back going they obviously had a tough go of it lately uh, but it's not going to be an easy matchup for Washington to get off the seven game losing streak tonight and you know I, you know I think this about Washington and I don't know I'd have to talk to coach DeSarno but it just may seem like maybe they're just not playing enough games. Yeah, certainly when you look at because their schedule. Because they're 10 and 9. Yeah. And that's only 19 games. Most teams are in the mid to mid. I was about to say Martinsburg 20s. has 19 wins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe it's just they're not challenging themselves on the schedule particularly. And, I, you know, I don't want to talk down about a school, but it just seems like they were rolling in the beginning. And now that they've had a little bit more time between each game, it just doesn't seem like they're rolling. But, I mean, I, I think certainly when you look at these high school schedules and you see their schedule at 19, uh, you know, what are they at? Total, 19, 10, total, and nine, games, total 10 and 9. 19 nine. games. You know, when you, you – you, let, let's face it, there's only X amount of AAA teams in the state. And uh, and when you look at that, you look at Bridgeport, you look at, uh, you know – Morgantown, Valley, University. Morgantown, all those and, – and, and their strength of schedule is tough. And they went to they went to uh, they went to Mingo Bay, played some really good teams yeah. down there. They I went, mean, they made it to the semifinal. Well, they came back and they went to Bridgeport, but they do not have that pick me up game. You know, hats off to Berkeley Springs, a Double A team, did really well in their in their brackets the week before, but they are going to struggle keeping up with Triple A teams. And Washington just doesn't have those gap games where you can come in and you can uh, you know have some fun and you can you know possibly get some double digit runs on the board. You know, go three for three that day. You know, not have to face the best pitching in the EPAC or in the state or in the Mingo Bay every day. And those and, and, and those losses wear on you, even though they're with quality teams against quality losses against quality teams. You, your, your team, these young men, still need that pick me up game. They still need that uh, Appalachian State game every now and then to, to pick up that big win. And you can see how that big win lifted martinsburg last night you know they beat them and it was a walk-off and you'd have thought the way they acted that they had uh you know that the way that their reaction to the walk-off was that it was an extra innings yeah. you know seventh game of the world series but that's the enthusiasm that's lacking at washington the the, the everyday grind of just playing quality teams and, and not being able to take a, a pitch off at any time is really wearing on that team yeah and i definitely think you know when, when you look back at you know their pitching rotation they have a great rotation and I think, you know, you expected somebody else to pitch last week against Martinsburg uh, if you're just the casual person looking at the pitchers they have and, and you know, the, when they played Martinsburg the last time, obviously, how it went. So I think uh, maybe it's just not the pitchers not being there at the right time. You know, they're not being at their best when they need to be at their best. They're trying to be at their best. Uh, but I just think, you know, maybe you just find a couple guys that, Maybe, you know, I mean, seven losses here heading into the playoffs is tough, especially when you were in the state top ten a few weeks back. 
right. and the offense has been down so i think that puts a lot of pressure on the pitchers to feel like they need to pitch you know perfect for the team to win because they really haven't had much offensive success and, and maybe that has to do with the schedule not getting to play some lesser opponents or or lower level schools that you can kind of build that confidence at the plate because washington really hasn't been able to put up any runs at all it seems like over the last few weeks so i still think they're a good team they're a team to watch out for uh come sectional time because if they get hot at the right time they could find themselves uh in the state tournament i wouldn't be shocked if it happened because there is talent on that roster it's just right now it's just not coming together for them there's a lot of talent on that roster and you know obviously we talked about it off the top of the show 14 minutes from now 12 30 i believe the ballots are due to the ssac and that's kind of one reason why we had trip on today a lot of stuff to unpack with this and it's they're due at 12 30 today they'll come out I believe tomorrow morning um and you know i've talked to a few people recently whether that's athletic directors or coaches around the epac and they just they're questioning why is the vote due now when you still have those quote-unquote meaningful games against whether it's the regional games or their sectional games you still have those i mean tonight obviously we're doing a conference game we're doing spring mills at jefferson uh tomorrow night martinsburg takes on musselman again after that loss friday there's just a lot of stuff. Hampshire plays two games, I believe, against Martinsburg and Musselman. That's a regional game. I just, you know, from from me here, why are you making the vote due when you still have these games? If you're going to make the vote due today, how about you make those games to be played before in the last week of the regular season is just you against out-of-conference, out-of-region teams? Well, there's, certain, there's certainly, you know, a, a couple of region things up in the air, but I think the biggest question in this section right now is Martinsburg-Musselman. And that game not going to count towards the voting tomorrow. Right. You're going to have that one game. And yeah. while Martinsburg fell to Musselman, it was a bad night. It was a yeah. great night for the Musselman pitching. It was a bad night for the hitting for Martinsburg. And obviously, that's the one game you have to go off between those two teams. And I don't understand why yeah. the SSAC does this. You know, that you do and you don't. I mean, you do. You, you, I mean, these guys see each other and you've seen – uh, Musselman get beat fourteen to nothing by Jefferson early in the season, then turn around and go back two to one. And and we talk about Washington. Washington is the only team in the section that has beat the top three teams that we see right now: Musselman, Martinsburg, and Jefferson. Washington still has dominant pitching to get through a two or three game, uh, you know, tournament style. Um, nobody probably wants to face you know Stottlemyre, Reed, uh, Sedlock, Matei. And Dunbar that group in a three in a in a two best two out of three situation definitely not so I mean the and then so to say that you know they're going to get dropped there's no doubt they're seven games this losing streak they're going to get dropped but they are certainly a scary team to face um, should they get that should they get some of that offense going again their strength of schedule has been bad but the problem is can they find that morale there but yeah I mean I think they're cheating the kids I really do because. You, you have six EPAC regional games that really make a difference from start to finish. That We're, ta- we're talking about EPAC games that happened the first week of the season, and, and now we're talking about impactful games. But in between that, these guys play multiple games out of conference. And, and they're not must-win games, don't get me wrong, and they want to win them, but they're not must-win games. But these EPAC games become kind of must-win games, and they draw crowds, and I think they cheat the community. I think it cheats the kids out of games. I think Wednesday night's game could be a huge game, you know, and and it could, um, it, it could, and it's really, and that's what you want. You want to play impactful games, and then you want to play games that put stress on your kids and and and, uh, and and enjoy the game. You don't want to play those dead games where you win, you know, twenty to nothing all the time, or you like, you know, you get in the grind of the season. But I, I just really think it's dumb to not have those games on. Um, prior to the voting i think it'd be simple to get all those games in i mean there's one two three four five six seven. i mean jefferson plays two more uh re- or um, epac games hedgeville plays two more epac games washington plays two more epac games marsburg plays musselman and hampshire two re- uh, sectional regional epac regional musselman plays the dogs in hampshire and spring mills plays jefferson washington yet that won't count makes no sense yeah i mean can i get your guys's takes on this i'm in complete agreement i was scratching my head even when we heard about it for basketball why is there even a vote period in my opinion 
if you want to vote, do it at the end of the season. Great, that's fine. But why do you even need a vote if you have these games that are sectional or regional opponents and then overall standing as, as well? Why do you have a regular season if none of them Mm-mm. eventually matter because it's all on a vote? And we've heard even during basketball season, sometimes coaches would look at matchups and intentionally put a team that was a good team seventh so that they could get less points and you try to avoid them in the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say was there's there's a matter to point of this is, you know, you're in a conference. Obviously, there are points in time where you're not going to like the other people in your conference. Maybe it was something that they did on the field. Maybe it was something that they didn't do on the field. It was – and so that comes into play. It's the personal relationships yeah. that come into play against that's the all key. these voting. Personal. They will put their personal things – and we learned that with basketball. Human factor. Yep. The human factor. We learned that with basketball. And, you know, that's just that's what's going to happen when we have the coaches vote on it. Well, Nick, what you want to talk about? I would just say maybe this is why the WVSSAC doesn't really consider any of the games to be meaningful because it is a regular season that everybody gets into the playoffs anyway. I mean, I agree that you want to have certain matchups. You want to be the number one ranked team and, and – in my opinion, they should wait to vote or wait till the regular season is over before the standings are determined. I mean, that doesn't really make any sense. But everybody is going to make the playoffs, and at the end of the day, you do have to win and beat these teams, no matter if you're the last seed or the first seed, at some point anyway, if you're going to want to play for the state tournament. So that could be the argument made, but overall it is pretty dumb. I, I don't like the vote in general, and I don't like – that this vote is now coming before the season ends. That makes absolutely no sense if you're going to have a vote. The, the Washington, Jefferson, uh, Hampshire section is pretty – I mean, you have to play an extra game there because yeah. it's two out of three. So, so mm-hmm. at this point right now, Washington's going to Hampshire, and they're going to have to play, you know, and you know, to like basically while Jefferson waits. But if I'm Musselman – like when you look at the, the EPAC and I'm Musselman, Washington – and I'm thinking, man, I want that number one seed. There's a good chance of Spring Mills, based on their body of work and their their record, even though they're they're playing well now, we're probably going to possibly end up last in that section or fourth in that section. You have to ask yourself, if you're Spring Mills and Hedgesville, or if you're Washington, or excuse me, Martinsburg, and Musselman, do you really want to face, you know, uh, Chase Herndon, right out of the gate? I mean, Spring Mills certainly has an opportunity with him on the mound to win every time. Um, yeah. But the other part of it is, is you're going to face possibly – who are you going to face? Is, is Hedgeville going to throw Ruest out there the first game? They're going to throw DeLauder out there after being off a couple of days? So Haskell's about pitching matchups. So I'm not sure that mm-hmm. – I'm not sure that Musselman Martinsburg 1-2 makes a tremendous amount of difference in the first round. I think it makes a little difference later as to, as those two teams move on where they're going to play their home games. Yeah. Because Martinsburg definitely feels a lot – better in their confines of Marsburg Field. But they did go to Hedgesville last year and win two games against a great team that was full of some That's great true. players and go on the road and, and figured out a way to win. They had to do it in comeback fashion. Yeah. But I'm not sure I want to face Chase Herndon right now who's just, you know, who's just rolling at, at this moment. So, but the point I'm making is the human factor is, is they take that in consideration. So if you look at the body of work and you say, oh, man, you know, we should be first, but then you go – uh, do I want to face Spring Mills or do I want to – if I'm Muslim? Well, that's also why each and, coach and doesn't Adler. vote their team. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's yourself. get uh, everybody's thoughts on what the region and section rankings will be. I'll start here. Uh, regionally, I've got one, Jefferson, two, Martinsburg, three, Musselman, four, Washington, five, Hedgesville, six, Spring Mills, seven, Hampshire, which trickles down to section one being one, Martinsburg, two, Musselman, three, Hedgesville, four, Spring Mills, section two, one, Jefferson, two, Washington, and three, Hampshire. Uh, start this way, Colin. I know you printed That's exactly out. what I have. I think you copied me. No, I didn't. I think you cheated. I did not. Because you picked it up off the printer, and I think you quickly I jotted it down. I just jotted, jotted it down here moments ago. I'm calling the teacher. Huh? He cheated take, off my test, yeah. Um, he cheated. I am in agreement of that on that, but I think that without this Musselman-Martinsburg game that is supposed to be played, it really could have changed things because if Musselman yep. were to beat Martinsburg again, you have to put the Appleman over Martinsburg. Well, that's my big gripe about you know, the whole thing is why are you going to play, especially this one game, means a lot to everything, and it's not going to count. No. 
Trip, what's your prediction? I predict Martinsburg will be um, two. You know, I, I believe they'll be number one in that section. I believe Washington has really hurt themselves, probably falls into the four spot. But I think at this moment, I think it's looking at the body of work that Coach Ballers talked about. I think when you look at what they did at Mingo Bay against High Point and those types of things, I think that gives and, – and there was a lot of teams that were down there watching that. Um, Musselman did go to uh, Charleston and do the Charleston sweep down there, which was you know, some really tough teams. And they've played James Wood twice up in Virginia. Great team. Went to Stonebridge. Great. So their strength of schedule has been pretty tough, and they've shown their wherewithal. But I, I just um, – I think at the end of the day – uh, and this is not totally my opinion, but I'm gonna t- I believe that they will end up Jefferson one, Martinsburg two, based on the f- the number of games Martinsburg played, their strength of schedule, uh, the good wins against Morgantown, and but again, if Musselman could get that game tomorrow, if I'm Musselman, I want that game. Obviously, yeah. If yeah. I'm if I'm Martinsburg, you know, I, I feel like I probably did enough. You know, I feel like Very I, good could, I could win yep. that draw. Um, so, and I think Martinsburg did does win the draw when you look at the you know some of the real bad beatings that Mus- Musselman took early, fourteen nothing to Jefferson, I think sixteen or eighteen to two up in Allegheny one day, you know all those things. But anyway, that's the you know that's I think that's how it shakes out. All right, tonight matchup: Spring Mills at Jefferson. Trip, you talked about Spring Mills, just that team that could come out of nowhere. Obviously, tonight could be time for that just to prove. Everybody wrong of where their record is right now. Got a big EPAC win last Friday for three over Hedgesville. What are your thoughts heading into this game as a color analyst? Well, I, I think Jefferson has the advantage, of course. You know, they're playing really well. They've only been beat by one in-state school all year, and that's Washington. They lost two games down at Mingo Bay. That's their three losses total. Their strength of schedule, uh, you know, I'd probably put it behind a couple of the other teams that, you know, they did play a couple of, you know, really good teams, but they have had – uh, you know, some, some teams that weren't, uh, you know, Pendleton County up there. To a couple of those teams that they should have beat anyway. But I think that, I think Spring Mills comes out and plays well. I think they get a moral victory tonight. You know, I think Jefferson's going to cruise a little bit. And Spring Mills, I talked to Chase Herndon after the game. And, and uh, Chenier, they came to the Martinsburg game because they had a matinee Friday. And they honestly believe they they can make a run, you know, on the, on their uh, and that's, that's what it, I mean. Confidence is key, and they're feeling yeah. somewhat confident. So, as long as they don't go down to Jefferson and, and get embarrassed, and they get a, a moral victory out of there, they're going to be in pretty good shape for the section. Anything else from you, Nick? From you good. Going? All right, that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this three-minute break, we'll move over and we will talk NFL claims uh, by a former Browns quarterback denied and some more. We'll talk about that next. And I fell With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! every parent with a child entering pre-K through 7th grade, we invite you to consider Airborne Christian Academy. Enrolling your student in a Christian school, it's never been more affordable. With a WV Hope Scholarship offering $4,300 per year per student. And if you've been hoping for alternative ways for your child to flourish academically while remaining true to your faith, we want to partner with you. Check out all the details at airborne.church forward slash 
school. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on in to enter and exit today. We interrupt this broadcast for a breaking MAGA alert. President Donald Trump warned us, saving America means saving the GOP from rhinos, sellouts, and known losers. David McKinley proved him right. Liberal David McKinley sided with Joe Biden's trillion-dollar spending spree, backed Nancy Pelosi's anti-Trump January 6th witch hunt, and supported gun-grabbing leftists' plans to demolish our Second Amendment rights. Don't trust rhino David McKinley to defend our West Virginia values. Trust Trump conservative Alex Mooney with a proven conservative record in Congress, an A-plus rating from the NRA, endorsement from West Virginia Citizens Defense League, and President Trump's complete and total endorsement. Alex Mooney's the leader we need to protect our businesses, secure our border, and defend our guns, the sanctity of life, and all our God-given freedoms. On May 10th, vote conservative Alex Mooney for Congress. I'm Alex Mooney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mooney for Congress 2022. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here. Let's talk some NFL here. As uh, tanking allegations by, made by ex-Cleveland Browns coach, if I said quarterback, I did not mean to say that coach, Hugh Jackson cannot be substantiated independent review shows. So uh, that's just part of one of the lawsuits towards the NFL um, the other coming from Brian Flores is kind of they're all in conjunction about the tanking situation and, you know, kind of what happens from owners. But there's no evidence for the Browns. Why? So uh, obviously, what, what do you guys think this means for the NFL? Do you think it means um, that they're going to have to you know go in, even though it was not found substantial? There's still obviously a problem if the coaches, if the ex coaches are saying, is it just because they have a gripe because they got fired or what? I mean, Honestly, what evidence are you going to have? What owner GM in their right mind is going to put something like that in writing or in anything to where something like that could be traced? It's all going to be word of mouth, he said, she said arguments, I feel like, in this case. And I think that's all they have. So I'm not really honestly surprised by this. Yeah, I would say... I think it is more so that Hugh Jackson's just like salty that he's not a very good coach because he hasn't had success like anywhere. So it's like, I don't know if, if Cleveland was actively tanking. I mean, obviously they knew they weren't going to be very good, but I still think they put efforts to make the team better even when Jackson was there as the coach to an extent. I believe he dra- they drafted Baker Mayfield when he was there and I think. it didn't work out. And then after he got fired, Freddie Kitchens took over and they had some success. So, you know, was it a complete tank job? You know, I mean, it's it's not like what we're see, we, what we saw in Philly with the 76ers when they completely just tanked the team and it was pretty active that Trust they were the trusting the process. And the Orioles now in baseball, I don't know if that many NFL teams are, are doing that. And, you know, obviously they fired him for other reasons – he he wasn't really making progress with the team that he did have and it might be a little bit of him being salty i mean the browns obviously were trying to rebuild but were they flat out just trying to lose games i don't know if that's accurate and i don't know how you would prove that like you said colin yeah i think that's something unless a player just said like hey they told us to lose games which is the only time we've really seen an active yeah tank. you need multiple people other than just Hugh Jackson to come out and say it. The most recent active tank I can remember was, and it was pretty obvious that they were obviously trying to lose, was when the Eagles 
took Jalen Hurts out at halftime against in that Washington. game against Washington. That was pretty obvious yeah, that, 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 that Peterson was, was trying to lose that game, but he got fired after that. So I don't know if the Eagles management wanted to lose that game or what. Yeah, definitely. And uh, now let's turn our attention to a star wide receiver in the NFL for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. He's been suspended six games for violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing drugs. Uh, he's juicing. Maybe. I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know, but it, it kinda, was uh, it's, it was kind of good timing for the Cardinals to uh, trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown. And if that comes to light, I mean, obviously they want a duo, but they still got to, you know, they're going to have a decent receiver there to be their number one at this for the first six games. Yeah, it was performance enhancing drugs. And then I think he was taking like beaver tranquilizer or something, something, something crazy weird. like that. But um, obviously, you know, that's unfortunate for the Cardinals, but they do pick up Hollywood Brown and they're now looking for him to be the number one there. Obviously, Kyler Murray and Hollywood played together at Oklahoma, but I don't. I think he played with Baker more than he played with Murray. I could be misremembering that, but uh, um, so they do have a little bit of a relationship there already. Losing DeAndre Hopkins for six games, I mean, you're talking about one of the best receivers in the NFL. I know he had injury issues last year, so that might be part of the reason why he was using the PEDs to try to recover quicker. Um, it's a big loss. Brown does, though, give you a little bit of uh, a solid receiver coming off of his best season in the NFL in a year where Lamar Jackson missed most of the year for the Ravens, or at least missed partial of the year. So uh, I think that's a good timing for the trade, but obviously it's disappointing to lose you know a top-five receiver when healthy in Hopkins. And it is only those six games, so they can probably still manage to be competitive even without Hopkins in the lineup, I think, for those six games. Yeah, it just, I guess, puts into question, I was listening to, I think it was, I don't know who exactly was in for uh, Zach Elb last night on our station after our uh, baseball game, but he was saying that now the Cardinals are going to be a disaster and get their butts whooped in the first six weeks, and I don't really buy that because they still have Hollywood Brown, you still got A.J. Green, you still got Zach Ertz as well. I feel like they have enough weapons. James Conner running back. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it sucks that you're losing Hopkins. Obviously, as you said, a top five wide receiver, maybe even number one, one healthy. Yeah, definitely. And I think they'll still be fine in those first six games. Yeah. I mean, it's just six games. If he appeals it, it might be less. He's dropped his appeal. Oh, yes. I did not see that. All right. Well, one more thing before we hit the break. Uh, This came out yesterday afternoon, just a little bit after the show. uh, The Commanders have signed guard Trey Turner on a one-year deal. Uh, They signed Andrew Norwell earlier in the offseason as to be the other guard, but with, uh, um, excuse me, with uh, Brandon Sheriff gone to the Jaguars, and you know they have Wes Schweitzer, kind of a veteran, you know, kind of unknown veteran guy. He has you know fifty four career starts, uh, but they get in Turner potentially be opposite of Norwell. Turner has one hundred and six career starts, and he was uh, Carolina starting right guard from twenty fourteen to eighteen, and split time at center and right guard in 2019 Ron Rivera's final season as head coach so another connection coming to Washington a one-year prove-it deal kind of thing uh, worth three million dollars I think this is a good get by Washington to shore up the position why they see if rookie Chris Paul could potentially make anything could be anything who played guard and right to play guard and tackle at Tulsa so I think getting him to solidify this line at least for this year something good for the commanders i think it's an interesting strategy by washington they're going with a shortstop at one guard and a point guard at the other and trey turner and chris paul so i don't see how that's going to work out too well for you in terms of size on the offensive line but you know i mean multi-sport athletes they got to have some good athleticism good speed there Again, I always thought Chris Paul would be more of a running back or receiver if he were to go to the NFL, but <laughs> offensive line's an interesting decision. Not the same Chris Paul. Oh, Chris oh, Paul was a rookie draft. Not the from same Tulsa. Trey Turner. Not the same, not Trey, the same Turner. Trey Turner either. Well, uh, but and not the other one in the Nationals. 
farm system still. They have too. another trade turner. Yeah, they yeah, have another trade turner farm it's system. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, it is family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackleson Way. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back after this two minute break, we'll talk NBA playoffs. That's next when we return on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. When it comes to breast cancer, early detection is the key. During the month of May, WVU Medicine will offer 3D mammogram screening clinics to women 40 and older on select weekdays at our Spring Mills Women's Imaging Center and our Jefferson Women's Imaging Center for just $60. This discount fee helps patients who haven't met their deductible, whose insurance doesn't include one with an annual exam, and for those with no insurance. Schedule your 3D mammogram today. Call WVU Medicine at 1-844-802-2734, option 2. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix here for your Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022 on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you. NBA playoffs continued last night. Uh, game one in East and West semifinals. Heat got the win in the first game of the night over the 76ers, 106-92. to They now lead the series 1-0. Um, Tobias Harris led all players, though, with 27 points. Adeabo? Ade- How do you say his name? Adeabo. What? Bam. Adeaba? Bam, Bam. The center, Bam? Okay. He led the Heat with 24 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, But unfortunately for the 76ers, they lost by... Bam Adebayo. There you go. Adebayo. They lost by 14 points to the Heat, 106-102. Now the Heat lead the series 1-0. Big 30-point first and third quarters for them. Kind of did it in for the 76ers. Yeah, I mean, I think we all knew without Embiid in the lineup, it was going to be tough for Philly to even keep it close, and it wasn't very close last night. And uh, as long as he's out, I don't see this being a close series. Like we said yesterday, I think Miami could win in four games without Embiid uh, in the lineup because you know Bam's going to do his work down low, and James Harden really hasn't played the same as he as he normally does during this playoff so you know you really don't have a full strength lineup there in philly this is a deep miami team they have six or seven guys that they can always go to and and rely on for scoring and rebounding and passing to be at a high level so it's a really solid core they don't necessarily have that star player in miami i mean jimmy butler's a really good player but i wouldn't put him up against like harden or Embiid on philly uh, but without Embiid at this point, he really is that that core of the team. He is the process that we talk about, 
and I still don't know why they talk about that. I don't know. It's just like how his long nickname. do you trust the process? They don't really trust the process. Just Embiid has mean, become the process because he's now but that's what still they failed. tried to trust. It has kind of failed. Yes, <laughs> it's improvement on where they were, but yeah. it's not. It's not great now. All right, the other so. game from last night, uh, Luka Doncic scored 45, but the Suns shot the lights out of the ball to take game one, 121-114 over the Mavericks. They now lead the series 1-0. Uh, Luka Doncic, 45 points, but those 45 points don't help you get the victory. You need help around you. And we were speaking on that as well. Mavs just go through him and with Booker. Did he come back last night? Yeah, I didn't get nearly had a triple double last night. Twenty so points. I, the Suns are going to roll in this, and just like Nick said, for uh, the Heat Sixers with Embiid out, with Booker back, I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns sweep this series too. I think Doncic will be able to get him a game, but it does seem like if you score forty five and nearly have a triple double, and that's not enough, uh, it's tough to imagine what Dallas is, winning a yeah. game if that is his. You know, probably his max potential, probably the best he's played in the playoffs, and it still wasn't close. But he really didn't get any help at all. So, and he's not. Th- it, 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 let's be honest, he's I not. I could see a game or two there where maybe somebody like uh, Tim Hardaway or somebody steps up and has like twenty plus, and that's enough to get the win. Or if Phoenix were to have an off night, but it does seem like, like we said yesterday, with a healthy Suns team and really just a Doncic-led Dallas team, it's just not going to be a very competitive series. Maybe a game for them, but I don't know if they'll get that even. I could see two sweeps there, which really is surprising in the semifinals Mm -hmm. of a conference. But that's kind of how it's been. Like The matchups just aren't really there for these second-round teams as much as they might have been tougher in the first round. All right, let's look at tonight's two games, 7 p.m. on TNT. The Bucks are at the Celtics game two with Milwaukee leading 1-0. Uh, there is no line for that game. At least the line thing isn't working here on ESPN at the current moment. Then tonight at 9.30 on TNT, Warriors versus the Grizzlies. Golden State already up one nothing in the series. So uh, what are your, quickly, what are your two take, or what are your two predictions, kind of thoughts about these two games? And I know, Colin, go first because you're the Celtics guy. I'm not too worried defensively about Boston because they did hold the Bucks to 101 last game. They just got to not have a crap show when it comes to the offensive side of things like they did in a game one, a terrible shooting performance there against Milwaukee. If they're able to get the offense back up and Tatum can do his thing, Brown can help out, get Marcus Smart maybe with uh, 15 plus points, I think Boston will be fine. If they do lose tonight, though, I'll be a little worried, but right now, down one nothing. not that worried. I still trust Boston and Golden State, I feel like, will get another win tonight. They are uh, Boston's favorite hot right now, so I, I think Golden State gets the win tonight against Memphis, and I think, again, it's Golden State series to lose. Did you hear what I said? Yes, no. I heard four. They four are favored by four and a half at home. Again, that's what it was last time. There you go. Correct me if I'm wrong, Colin. Isn't uh, Marcus Smart out there tonight? Or I know he's dealing with an check. injury. I saw something about it on Twitter, but I do think uh, I think Milwaukee is going to win tonight. I, I just was pretty impressed with them. Let's see here. Smart is day to day, so he, he's questionable to play tonight, and we'll see if he does. But I just I don't know if you're talking about defense, and I do agree Boston's defense is really good, but Milwaukee's defense is arguably just as good. So I think they can hold off. Uh, the Celtics, and even if they have an off-scoring night, can still get this win tonight. I'm actually going to go with the Grizzlies, though. I think they take game two. It's the second game at home. I still think Golden State wins that series. Golden State favored by two in tonight's game. But I like this I like this Memphis team enough. They were really close last time. Just a few shots down the stretch uh, allowed Golden State to get that win. So I think they'll take this one tonight to tie the series at one. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online or the Axle Auto app, and they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. For more on the other side of this break, we'll talk NHL playoffs. Capitals and Panthers going doing, that, doing battle tonight for the first game of that series. We'll talk about that when we return on today's edition of the Sports Mix to wrap things up. Throw it back to you. 
By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. We interrupt this broadcast for a breaking MAGA alert. President Donald Trump warned us, saving America means saving the GOP from rhinos, sellouts, and known losers. David McKinley proved him right. Liberal David McKinley sided with Joe Biden's trillion-dollar spending spree, backed Nancy Pelosi's anti-Trump January 6th witch hunt, and supported gun-grabbing leftist plans to demolish our Second Amendment rights. Don't trust rhino David McKinley to defend our West Virginia values. Trust Trump. True conservative Alex Mooney with a proven conservative record in Congress, an A-plus rating from the NRA, endorsement from West Virginia Citizens Defense League, and President Trump's complete and total endorsement. Alex Mooney's the leader we need to protect our businesses, secure our border, and defend our guns, the sanctity of life, and all our God-given freedoms. On May 10th, vote conservative Alex Mooney for Congress. I'm Alex Mooney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mooney for Congress 2022. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 3rd, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343. Or you can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today here as we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Talking the NHL playoffs. Look at last night. The Hurricanes got a 5-1 to victory over the Penguins. Big win for them to open up the series lead 1-0. A big night of goals in the NHL. Maple Leafs got a 5-0 shutout over the Lightning to take the 1-0 lead. The Blues got a 4-0 win over the Wild to get a, to take a four nothing or excuse me one nothing lead. The Kings and the Oilers, uh, they were in a solid game, a tied game going into the third period. But the Kings able to put one up in the third period to take the win four nothing lead. Now one nothing will start today uh, with some games. Seven p.m. ESPN. The Penguins versus the Rangers. Uh, Ranger, Rangers are favored in tonight's game for game one in the East first round. That will head over to the West first round at 9.30 p.m. ESPN. Predators Avalanche. Uh, Avalanche favored in this one. And then at 10 p.m. ESPN, two stars and flames. West first round game. Calgary favored in that one. And then the game that we all care about here, 7.30 ESPN, two uh, slash talk radio WRNR. Whenever we finish our broadcast, we'll join that game in progress. Maybe not in progress. Maybe the game will be over. Who knows? Uh, we've had some 
fast EPAC games lately. Uh, but Capitals versus the Panthers, game one tonight. Panthers are favored in this one by 260. We were trying to get Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington on, friend of the show. Unfortunately, the Capitals uh, just finished up morning, I guess their morning skate, skate around, whatever you want to call it, and uh, their media availability right now. So he was unable to come on the show today. But Big Cap Series uh, starts tonight. And Alex Ovechkin is back, Colin. He will be in the lineup tonight. And Viatek Vanacek behind the net, or in front of the net, excuse me. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, Ovechkin being back is a positive. Will he be 100% though is the obvious question. It helps the power play and helps the team as a whole when he's on the ice though no matter what. I'm still weary. The Panthers are a really good team. I'm hoping the Caps can get the win but not too confident. I hope they surprise me because ever since at Stanley Cup Championship, it's been first-round exits every year since, so they need to figure something out. Otherwise, when are the fan base of Washington going to wake up and put pressure on the Capitals and show displeasure? I mean, I don't necessarily know you show displeasure. I mean, we won a Stanley Cup, not a lot yeah, of Yeah, 2018. I literally just said, though, since then, it's been first-round exits. Are you they okay need, with that as a fan? They need Honestly. to do better, but we're not going to, like, boycott the Capitals. I'm this not saying not, boycott them, but it's time to wake up as a fan if that continues to happen. If it continues to happen, what, do you want them to cut Alex Ovechkin? No. Not Ovechkin. He's not the issue. But they need to figure they need it out. goaltending. Exactly. They need goaltending. Uh, or Nick, coach. as a not really Capitals, not really NHL fan, what do you think about this series with the Panthers being the favorite? Well, based on what I know, it does seem like Florida is the best team in, in the NHL this year, if not or in the NHL this year. So uh, I'll say this. It does seem like hockey has more upsets than other sports, typically in the playoffs. So you can't really count the uh, – caps out even as an eight seed uh, and they do have the experience to go on a on a run um so from that perspective you would you would give the capitals a shot but based on how they played this year based on what i know i know the caps struggle against some of the top teams in the eastern conference they typically have kind of beat up on the on the lower teams in hockey this year so i don't know they doesn't give the penguins you, they won that series season series over the penguins yeah but just in general i mean we've had andrew gillis on he's talked a lot about that so it just seems like florida ha- has the advantage here and should win this in four or five games but again like i said the capitals do have experience they could definitely take it to six or seven if they're playing at their top level but as of late they've been playing pretty poorly so it doesn't give you a ton of confidence as a, if you're a Caps fan. I already told you I'm not feeling confident, and I hope they prove me wrong. Yeah, tonight, 7.30, so I'm guessing that means 7.45 puck drop because it is on ESPN2. We'll carry the game for you once Jefferson Spring Mills wraps up. Uh, but start of the series, Viatek Vanacek in net for the Caps this year. Statistically, the better season over Ilya Samsonov. So hopefully that makes a difference in the series for the Capitals. Uh, but uh, I'll give you the quick rundown of the schedule here for the conference, or excuse me, the first round of the playoffs. Tonight, 7.30, Thursday, 7.30, which we'll have the whole game for you because we do not have any games set to broadcast. Saturday, 1 p.m., Monday, 7 p.m., we'll have both those games for you uninterrupted. Those are That's one through four. Game five, game six, and game seven are to be determined but are set for next Wednesday, Friday, and next Saturday. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to our color analyst for baseball, Trip Tobin, for coming on, giving his two cents about the voting here in the baseball for the region sections and we had ours as well tonight i was going to say 6 40 5 40 pregame show 6 p.m first pitch at jefferson between spring mills and jefferson nick and colin will have the call with that along with trip but that'll do it for this edition we'll be back tomorrow